be with you. Before open your Bibles again to Luke chapter 23. If you haven't got a Bible, then nudge the person next to you. Ask to share. And I want to ask you one question, really, this morning. Um, I want to ask you, do you want to be forgiven? Do you want to be forgiven? Um, when I say that, some of you might think that's like music to your ears. You think, I'm desperate to be forgiven. I, I've done all these things in my past, you see. Um, I feel guilty for them. No one really knows about them, and they plague me late at night. I would love to be forgiven. But some of you might say, who do you think you are asking me if I want to be forgiven? You know, you barely know me. Uh, some of you, I don't know you at all. You don't know what I've done. You don't know who I am. How dare you ask me if I want to be forgiven? Well, I'm not assuming anything. Um, I just want to ask you, um, you know yourself. Do you want to be forgiven? And maybe you don't like that question. Um, so maybe let me ask you the opposite way around. Do you want to be judged? When I ask you that one, that's easy, isn't it? No one wants to be judged. We hate criticism. We absolutely hate um, doing things and having people analyze how we've done them and tell, them, tell us we've done them badly. We hate criticism. And so um, all of us, at some point in our lives, have probably come across a man called Simon Cowell and seen him pass judgment on people. And over the years, I remember growing up thinking Simon Cowell was absolutely horrible. And over the years, he's become softer and softer, hasn't he? So now he's got a wife and kids, and he's all nice, and sometimes he smiles. But when he first started, he wasn't like that. Um, and so let me um, tell you some things that Simon Cowell said in American Idol season seven. Um, imagine now you're Christy Lee Cook. You've just covered eight days a week by the Beatles, and you're waiting to see what the judges think of you. And Simon says, you sounded like Dolly Parton on Helium. Or in the same series, um, Bad Time for Simon, apparently, Brooke White covers Hero by Mariah Carey, and she hears Simon say, that was like ordering a hamburger and only getting the buns. Disappointing. We, we hate criticism, don't we? And maybe when we're criticized or judged, we try to make excuses for it. Maybe you've done this yourself. Uh, maybe you've said, I was born this way. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. I can't help it. This is who I am. Maybe you make all sorts of excuses for the things you've done. And you'll try anything, won't you, to be free from guilt and judgment. Those, those feelings that plague you, that guilt you feel that you hate feeling, you'll try absolutely anything to be free from it. And maybe you've tried all sorts of stuff. Um, maybe you've tried ignoring it, blocking it out, and you'll use all sorts of stuff to help you do that. I don't have to tell you what they might be. All sorts of coping mechanisms to try and block out these bad feelings of guilt. What if that doesn't stop it coming, though? What if you try everything you have to block out the judgment that is coming your way, and it doesn't work? You know, humor me for a minute. Imagine there is a God in heaven. And imagine he's, gonna, uh, he's a good God, and he does everything right, and he hates the bad things in the world even more than you do. Imagine he wants all those things taken away. And imagine he's going to come and judge the world, and no amount of ignoring it is going to stop it. What are you going to do? 
what if, what if judgment is coming and you can't stop it? Well, maybe you'll try the next thing. Maybe ignoring it doesn't work, so you'll try and fight it off. I think this is my natural response. I, I, I try and um, fight things off and, and make excuses for how I've been. I'll try and fight my own corner. But what if that doesn't work anyway, either? What if you try and back yourself up, but actually, you're wrong? Imagine judgment is coming, you can't stop it, and actually that judgment is right. Imagine that. What are you going to do? It's hopeless, isn't it? It feels like a terrible situation. I, I'm guilty, I know I've done wrong. No matter how much I try and defend myself, I know I'm wrong. What am I going to do about it? It's hopeless. Well, this morning I want to tell you about a third option. When you can't ignore the judgment that's coming your way, and when you can't fight it off, I want to suggest a third way. Why don't you come and be forgiven? Why don't you come and have that um, guilt dealt with properly? And you might say, but how can I be forgiven? You know, people around me don't forgive me when I do things against them. Uh, actually, I can't even forgive myself for half the stuff I've done. How can I expect a holy God to forgive me? Imagine there is a God in heaven. Imagine he's uh, done nothing wrong himself. Imagine he knows everything I have ever done against him. He knows how filthy I am, even more than I do. Imagine there's a God who made you and loves you, and all you've ever done is push him away. How could this God forgive you? How can I be forgiven? But uh, turn with me to what we looked at earlier. Let's look at what Jesus Christ says about forgiveness. And it's startling. It really is. Jesus Christ, by this point, let me um, set the scene for you, is innocent. And he's been falsely accused. Here's a man who's done nothing wrong at all. But because people hate him, they've accused him of all sorts of stuff he hasn't done. And as a result, he's been arrested betrayed by some of his closest followers and, and abandoned by the rest. He's arrested for something he hasn't done and these judges just pass him around. And the people around him, they mock him. They insult him. And then ha having had this judgment passed on him, a group of Roman soldiers grab him and drag him outside. And they beat him after death. And they uh, make a crown out of some thorns and they press it into his scalp. And they hurl insults at him and they spit at him. And they take this big stick and they smack him around the face with it. Tie him to a pole, whip him until his back's all open. And they put a robe on him and say, you think you're a king? You're absolutely nothing. And then he's taken from there and dragged to the bottom of a hill. And as he's dragged there, he's got to carry this block of wood up with him. But he's so badly beaten, so um, absolutely drained, that he can't even carry his own cross. Now, Jesus Christ is a carpenter by trade. He carries wood around for a living. But here, he's so badly beaten, he can't even carry the cross. So he has to get someone to help him. And they drag him to the top and they put nails to his hands and feet and hang him on this cross next to some criminals who've done some awful things. He's still done nothing wrong. 
and he hangs there on that cross and they still hurl abuse at him. They say, you think you're a king. Look at the state you're in. You think you're the savior of the world. You can't even save yourself. And he hangs on a cross, naked, ashamed, and broken. Do you know what he says on the cross? The first thing he has to say to the world from the cross. I wonder what you'd say in that position. Maybe you'd say, it wasn't me. You've got the wrong man. I didn't do it. Which would have been true. Or maybe as the insults are being thrown in at you, you'd start throwing them back. You know, you've got nothing to lose. Say whatever you like. Do you know what Jesus Christ says from the cross? The, the first thing that's burdening his heart that he has to let the world know from the cross. As he hangs there broken and humiliated, he cries out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Let me break that down for you very quickly. Uh, on the cross, Jesus Christ cries out, Father. You know, the, the one hanging on that cross isn't just a good man or a strong leader or a political upstart or a skilled carpenter. The one hanging on that cross is the Son of God. And as he hangs there crying out for your forgiveness... He calls out to his God as his Father. Do you know what he wants you to know from the cross? Forgiveness costs a lot. So much you can't earn it yourself. You've got nothing that you can give that is worth as much as God's Son. And God loves his Son and he's pleased with his Son. He's got nothing better than his Son. And for God to buy forgiveness for sinners, he gives his Son. God wants you to know, Jesus from the cross cries out, Father, because forgiveness costs a lot. Costs so much that God had to give his son for it. But then he cries out something else, Father, forgive them. Even though forgiveness costs a lot, Jesus Christ wants you to know, he needs you to know from the cross, even though it's super expensive, it's also available. Father, forgive them and so if you do want to be forgiven this morning you can come to him he wants you to know that it's it's there for you now how is that possible well it's possible because on the cross jesus christ is still completely innocent as he hangs on the cross he's still done nothing wrong and so he's being punished there for things that he hadn't done you know god is perfect and holy God can't let the bad stuff in this world continue. He has to put it to an end. And so there's two options. Either he can look at you in all the, the wrong that you've contributed to this world and punish you. Or he can look at someone who's completely innocent and punish him instead. Jesus Christ on the cross is completely innocent, but he's punished as if he'd done all the stuff that you had done. So forgiveness can now be available to people who can't afford it. But then he says something really strange. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I've had to think a lot. How, what does that mean? They don't know what they're doing. Because in one sense, they know full well what they're doing. 
you know, when, when Jesus was betrayed, the man who betrayed him knew he was going to go and put him to death. And when those men passed judgment on him, if you read a bit earlier in this account, when those men passed judgment on him, they knew he'd done nothing wrong. They even admit it themselves. They say, I, I can't judge this man. He hasn't done anything wrong. I can't find any crimes he's committed. So they knew what they were doing, punishing an innocent man. And as those soldiers um, beat him up, they know it's going to hurt. And they take him to a cross. And guess what? It's not their first crucifixion. They know he's going to die. And the people around hurl insults at him. They know it hurts. In one sense, they know full well what they're doing. So what does Jesus mean when he says they don't know what they're doing? I think he means this. They have got no idea of how big this is. No idea of the extent, the magnitude, the size of what they're doing. No idea. It's like a boy who um, goes to work on a building site. And uh, it's his first day there. And his boss sends them all to go and knock down a building. And this boy, full of enthusiasm, goes out with a sledgehammer, just starts whacking. And the boss shouts, no, stop. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> now, in one sense, he knows what he's doing. He's knocking the building down. But he's got no idea that he's hitting into a supporting wall and it's all going to come down on his head. He doesn't see the magnitude of what he's doing. He doesn't understand what he's doing. And so he's still guilty for what he's done, but he's got no idea of the size of the effects of it. Jesus Christ says from the cross to people like you and me, you've got no idea how bad this is. You know full well what you're doing, but you've got no idea how bad it really is. And so if you're guilty and you feel guilty, you might hear all sorts of advice for how to deal with it. Some people might say, oh, you're fine, man. Just crack on, you'll be okay. Don't worry. But then deep down, you know you're not fine. And it doesn't really work. So maybe you'll go to another group and they'll say, actually, yeah, you are awful. You might as well just give up now. Jesus Christ says neither of those things. Jesus Christ, when he sees you in your guilt and you come to him, says, you are way worse than you think you are. Now come and be forgiven. Come and be forgiven. Um, tonight, my dad is going to come here with me. Um, and my dad uh, is quite a, a direct man. I love him a bit. He's a great dad. He's, but he's very direct. Um, he says what he thinks. And so apologies in advance if anyone's offended tonight. He says what he thinks. Now imagine, right, if um, I'd gone into a bit of a mess. I'd mixed in with the wrong crowd, and I'd gone into all sorts of trouble. And um, as I'm doing all sorts of stupid things with these boys, um, I end up in debt to them. And I can't pay off my debt. And so to make an example of me, they beat me up, and they leave me in some alleyway, and say, you better pay us back or else. Now imagine I'd um, crawled back up to my house, let myself through the door quietly, and to my horror, stood in front of me, mom and dad. And my dad says to me, what's happened? Now imagine I said to him, all right, I know I'm in a mess, but don't worry, I'll, I'll sort it out. Yeah, all right, I got all these, um, my clothes are all ripped up and dirty. Don't worry, I'll sort that out. I'll, I'll get it clean. 
And yeah, cuts and bruises, don't worry, I'll see to that. And that debt I'm in, <laughs> don't worry, um, I'll find something. And when they come around the ground, don't worry, I can handle myself, it's fine. My father could turn to me and say, all right then, good night. Or he could turn to me and give me an absolute grilling. Do you know what I think my dad would say to me? I think he'd say, come on, be reasonable. You can't sort yourself out. You don't realize how much of a mess you're in. You can't wash your own clothes. You've never done that. That bit's true. You can't clean yourself up. You can't sort out your wounds. You can't pay off the debt. You don't have enough money for it. And when those boys come round, Tom, you're not as hard as you think you are. Come on in. I'll sort you out. And he takes me in, and they, they see my clothes, and they say, do you know what? Forget washing them. Chuck them out. I'll give you some new ones. And they welcome me in and feed me and care for me. And they go to those boys, they pay off my debt, and they keep them away. Do you know what? When you come to Jesus Christ for forgiveness, don't make excuses. Don't pretend you're better than you actually are. Don't try and soften the blow. You don't know how much of a mess you're in. But Jesus Christ does. And still he's willing to forgive you. You know, you come to him dirty, hurt, in debt, and in trouble. Yeah, you can't make yourself clean. You can't make yourself well. You can't pay off your own debt. We'll think more about that tonight if you want to come back. You can't fight your own battles. So Jesus Christ invites you now to come and trust in him. Rely on him. It's as if he says, you've got no idea of the state you're in. Come on in. I'll sort you out. You know, there's a, a verse in the Old Testament that says this. God's people are in a mess. They've done all sorts of stupid things and they've tried to make it right with God by going through all these ceremonies. They've tried to appease him, to keep him happy, to get him off their backs. They do all these impressive things. And God says to them this, come on, be reasonable. Let's reason together. Even though your sins are like scarlet, red, there's blood on your hands, they will be white as snow. Come to Jesus Christ this morning if you feel guilty and broken, if you want to be forgiven, if you tried all sorts of stuff to sort yourself out and it hasn't worked, come to Jesus Christ as you are, warts and all, open up to him. Let him show you how filthy you are and then receive from him the forgiveness that he offers. Do you want to be forgiven? Really, properly forgiven? Then come to Jesus Christ and you can have it today. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that you are such a great God. But when we see how great you are, we've got to admit that we are nothing compared to you. And Lord, we've done things that we know are wrong. And uh, we know that you know more about us than we do. And we know that we need to be right with you, but we just can't afford it ourselves. There's nothing we could do or say to make us right with you. And so we thank you that because you loved us so much, you gave all that you had to save us. Thank you that because the Lord Jesus came and gave up his innocent life for us, 
forgiveness is now completely available to us. And thank you that even though our sin is far deeper than we admit and far deeper than we understand, all of it can be completely forgiven at the cross. So we thank you that there on that cross we see an innocent man, the Son of God, suffering and dying so that people like us don't have to face the same judgment. Help us now, we pray, to put our trust in him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.